0: welcome to my podcast. I'm Sarah Louise, a construction and architectural photographer specialising in the built environment. I'm so glad you've pressed play today. Each week I drop a new podcast covering a behind-the-scenes look into photographing buildings and all things related in this space. I cover funny on-site stories, occasional interviews with building industry leaders in the construction and architectural field, as well as tips and tricks on how to best prepare for photo shoots and much more. Really, my adventure is navigating this fabulous field. So once again, a big thank you for listening. Let's begin. Hey, so today I thought I would give you guys some light relief or um, some stories about uh, my sidekick kelpies Um, first of all though I did want to acknowledge that um, we are all in a pretty tough place at the moment Um, the COVID-19 virus has impacted everyone in one way or another and I don't know about you but I seriously feel like I'm in a movie Um, waking up each morning I'm thinking is this really happening Is that how everyone's feeling? (laughs) Um, It's sort of crazy, Uh, but I do want to send out a heartfelt thanks to those um, of you out there who are putting yourselves at risk to help others. Thank you so much. Um, For me personally, in my heart of hearts, I truly believe that this is the universe sending us all to our rooms um, to have a good think about what we've done and what we should do better. And if nothing else, when this is all over, I hope that we can appreciate that the planet has not been cared for well of late and we should all pull our socks up um, and perhaps just appreciate the little things in life, getting back to basics and, of course, bringing families back together. It's the oddest feeling staying away from your parents or siblings, of, co- of course. <laughs> um, and... We do do this to keep them safe, but nevertheless, it's a pretty strange scenario to be faced with. So back to today's episode, I'm going to talk to you about a few incidents on the job with my dogs over the years. (laughs) Um, So for those of you who don't know me well, I am a huge dog lover. Um, I have photographed many, many dogs over my career um, but personally, um dogs I just think they are the coolest coolest <laughs> um in my adult years, I've had three special pups, and um the first one was Sammy, that was a blue heel across Kelpie and she, she was actually my husband's dog, so he had her since he was in grade five um and we still had her after we were married, so um she was a bit special. Then we had Brandy, and Brandy was a boy, a Kelpie cross. Um, and now we have Charlie, who is a girl and a pure Kelpie. Uh, they are very dear to my heart, and usually my partner's in crime. <laughs> I often joke about Charlie being the studio manager, as her favourite spot in the is it in the studio, in fact. Um, And she sits on a special couch in the corner and she's so spoiled. She just thinks she's like a queen when she's in here. (laughs) Um, But my first tale belongs with Brandy. Um, A little bit about Brandy. He was the sookiest of dogs. Uh, So snuggly and gentle and just such a mummy's boy. (laughs) Um, My husband and I... Adopted him from the RSPCA and he was very, very skittish. He had a real problem with strangers and he made that known. I think he probably frightened a lot of people, to be honest, Um, but had they actually realised he was a lot more frightened of them, his default when meeting a male stranger was to bark incessantly at them whilst he was backing away. And if you don't understand dog behaviour, you would probably, or if you do rather, you would probably realise that that's a defensive behaviour. But to most it just sort of comes across as aggressive, um, which he was far from. He wouldn't have heard a fly. He just uh, was sort of vocal about things. <laughs> um, he, so he wasn't aggressive. But he was racist. <laughs> I'll admit to that. Um, he was not a fan of darker skin, let me just put it that way. Um, he was also not a fan of facial hair or hats on men. So he was sort of quite needy in some respects um, and it was something that we had to manage, but truly worth worth it. Um, once he loved you, he... He was just the most loyal dog. you couldn't have asked for a more loyal dog. Now, <clears throat> this story, um, before I get into it, I just want to premise this by saying that our dogs, we um, they come everywhere with us. We take them in the car even just to race up and buy milk. Um, obviously, we never put them in any danger if it's a hot day, etc., or if, if, if they're going to be in the car for too long, but they are a very big part of our life and probably they were even more so before we had our children. Um, I always joked that Brandy was our baby. <laughs> and Brandy's favourite three words were in the car. So you know how some dogs get really, really um, excited when they hear the, the word walkies or um, if they hear you pick up. You know the keys or something like that. Well, Brandy was in the car. <laughs> anyway, on this particular occasion, Brandy and I headed off for an evening shoot. Um, it was in one of Melbourne's most notorious, uh, notoriously known, dangerous suburbs, and I had to photograph a um, a new government building for the Australian Taxation Office. Um, so security was very tight. Now, I mostly work on commercial sites and dogs are strictly not permitted um, and I'm very well aware of that. Um, I think they may still be allowed to run around on domestic sites, but um, don't quote me on that. I'm not 100% sure. But um, my dog dog or dogs in the past um, do come with me to most jobs and They'll uh, come out on the street while I'm photographing outside um, in the dark, usually in the facades. And then after that, they have sort of had their, their little jaunt for the morning and they'll happily go back into the back of the car and just wait until I return. I should also note that I do work very quickly. I'm not a photographer that spends an entire day or even half a day um, on a project. And if I am required to, then, of course, the dogs get left at home. Um, but it does come down to a safety thing for me. So I do work very early in the morning and sometimes quite late into the evening. And I'm often in the dark. So that's one, one factor. The other factor is, is that I'm usually carrying thousands and thousands of dollars of equipment and I would be such an easy target to someone that may be a bit sinister. So if nothing else, um, my dogs are a deterrent and they do their job while looking after mummy. So I was asked to photograph the lobby and the outside of this uh, government building at dusk. I had shot the inside interiors a few days earlier And then PC had taken place and the client had taken possession. And, um, I mean, you can imagine there was security around being a government building. Um, I did go in and make myself known to the construction project manager who still happened to be on site um, finishing defects. And also to meet um, one of the security guys just to say, hey, I'll, I'll be hanging around outside, that sort of thing. Um, so I, I had to photograph the inside lobby, um, so I, I did that first and got that all done and then I had about half an hour wait um, for the evening light to come through and so I thought I'll, I'll grab um, Brandy out and popped him on his lead and we went for, for a walk around the building perimeter to look at angles and just you know get our bearings for what was about to happen um now this job actually was also very close to a train station and um ah oh, were just there were dodgy brothers like hanging around everywhere and i remember getting looked at sideways a few times um when we were closer to the station and feeling you know quite uncomfortable anyway um i did set up the camera and got to work meanwhile brandy was you know standing beside me fiercely protective (laughs) um anyone that sort of came within about two meters he would have something to say about that (laughs) um but i bloody loved that dog with even with all of his idiosyncrasies um you know he really was very special um and then the security one of the security guys um walked past and uh, brandy you know saw an opportunity to to tell that gentleman that he wasn't required to be anywhere near me <laughs> um to which i sort of sheepishly said to the security man oh look i'm sorry i, I have actually brought my own security with me <laughs> so we did both have a laugh about that um but yeah so got the job done and then um Got back to the car packed everything up um and one thing about brandy um so brandy used to ride shotgun in the car and we used to hold hands and i'm not even joking um so i'd drive be driving along and with one hand and he'd put his paw over and want me to hold his paw like like we were a couple. <laughs> anyway, um, so Brandy, Brandy was sitting in the front seat of the car and next minute the um, construction project manager walks past and just happened to tap on the window. Um, I was oblivious at the time and, and um, he was obviously oblivious, not realising that my trusty watchdog was sitting there. Well, let me tell you, she launched at that window and fortunately it was up at the time. Um, but that poor, that poor guy, um, if he didn't partially soil his pants, <laughs> I would be surprised. Um, we do still know each other today and we do have a laugh about it each time we see each other. Um, but at the end of the day, Charlie uh, Brandy did do his job and He protected me to no end. So (laughs) that's Kelpie number one story. Now for Charlie's Adventure. Now this only happened last year and in fact it was an absolute disaster. I am usually uh, a very positive person and people know me for that. Um, Very happy-go-lucky and not much phases me but this was not my week. I was shooting a project that was quite different in the fact that nearly um, all of the team and the consultants, um, the architects, the builders, everybody that was working on the project was working at some level of gratis. Um, It was a community project and I had been organised to photograph uh, on a particular day it must have been earlier in the week, like a Monday morning or something like that. And when I arrived, unfortunately, the majority of the project was incomplete. Um, yet nobody had remembered to phone and put me off. So um, I, I guess I was a little pissed off. Um, just the fact that you know it's a, an hour, an hour and a bit drive each way for me um, to come into town and so I did actually photograph a few things um, but as I said the majority of the project was incomplete so um, I sort of had to come back at at a later date and um, prior to this I had um, said that I would do the project Uh, with a gratis of 50% off my normal fees Um, which of course I was happy to do given the circumstances Um, it was a really really um, special project to help the community and I'm always you know up to help in any way I can Um, but it was in the Melbourne CBD as I previously mentioned and parking's not great so I did park in one in a car park rather than risk getting a ticket on that first occasion, and I think it cost seventy eight dollars um, in parking costs, plus city link fees there and back, and plus um, the cost of our babysitter at twenty five dollars an hour. <laughs> so um, by the time I got home on that Monday, I think I was down a couple hundred bucks. Um, I had arranged to come back later in the week, and I did manage to get some images, as I said, on the first shoot, but certainly not everything. So um, I think Friday, on the Friday, it was a Thursday or Friday, um, I was given access on the morning of the opening of the building. Um, They were going to have like a big grand opening, and I was given access at 6 a.m., and I was given one hour to finish photographing the rest of the building. Um, it was a three-level building, so there was a you know there was a bit in there to do. Um, but I had to be out at seven as the opening was starting at eight, and they just wanted everything to be sort of perfect ahead of time. I did decide that I would take my girl Charlie um, on that occasion. It was only going to be an hour shoot. Um, so I did take her in the back and I had to shoot the outside in that time as well. So I did, um, quickly photograph the outside. I parked on the street, um, as I knew I'd be finished at 7am and I parked right outside the job and I thought, oh, this is great. You know, I've, oh, I've got to park right out the front, (laughs) um, Anyway, went in, did what I needed to do, and I did finish by seven. Um, I packed up all my gear and I was, I was um, heading out the door. I was a bit preoccupied, um, thinking about, you know, had I got this and had I got that, and rather. And it took me a moment, but when I looked up, I realized my car was gone. Now, <laughs> at first I thought, oh my God, it's been stolen. And I started panicking, um, totally panicking, like, as you can imagine. Charlie being in the back, I'm thinking, oh, my God, you know what, I hope she's okay. And then um, it took me a moment or so and I realised, oh, you silly girl, you've parked in the clearway. Now, I will tell you that it was only 7.03 a.m. So I was three minutes late. So the truck must have been sitting there waiting to collect my car. Um, the windows however they were down slightly and surely you know that's that's a bit strange like surely the tow truck driver would have looked into the car and thought why are these windows open Um, and seeing that Charlie was you know quietly sitting in the, the back of the car I mean she is black but you know I don't imagine that they wouldn't have seen her Anyway, totally stressed and panicking. I, I did ring the tow company and they confirmed that they had taken the car and I could go to the depot to get it. Although my car was still in transit, so um, it hadn't arrived at the depots yet. So I hailed the first cab um, I could find and I headed straight there, hoping poor little Charlie was okay. Just, you know, that feeling, that sick feeling that you know you just get and everything's out of your control but um you just yeah you just feel absolutely ill and so the whole cab ride I I just felt like I was going to vomit in my mouth it was just oh um anyway we finally got to um the depot and I raced in and um explained you know that I needed to get to my car quick smart my dog was in the back and you know, all the rest of it. Well, they informed me that I had to pay near to seven hundred dollars to get my car back, and they didn't seem to give a care at all that, that they'd taken the car with the dog in the back. Um, just you know, che- just cheeky. Like I just, I just think, what a greedy council! Like seriously, I was three minutes late. Um. So I, you know, begrudgingly paid the money and got my car as fast as I could and ran, you know, ran to the car and there's Charlie just happily sitting in the back awaiting my return as per usual. So thank God for that. Um, you know, she was she was happy. She'd been on her very own adventure that morning. <laughs> um so yeah, got the car, drove home and you know, um pretty um I would say level-headed and even sort of keel but I just completely lost it in the car after you know um getting her back and just everything sort of like settling in I guess I just felt so broken down (laughs) and I was just having a good old cry I was so upset with myself for all the money I just wasted um and just the fact that this job had been an absolute disaster from sort of beginning to end in terms of the amount of money that it had cost me. <laughs> um anyway, we got home to the studio and things did not get any better. Um, you know how they say things happen in three. Well, I pulled out the camera card to start downloading. And I usually back everything up onto a hard drive and then again onto a second hard drive and sometimes third. Um, But in my haste, um, oh, you know, I was still a little bit sort of stressed out by everything that happened. I uh, managed to uh, have the hard drive that was plugged into my computer um, sort of fell out onto the floor and not very far, like it was probably, I don't know, a metre in height, if that, um, like desk height. And then I, I picked it up and plugged it back in and nothing. Yikes. That's like a photographer's worst nightmare, let me tell you. Um, so I, I rang one of my trusty friends and um, he said, look come on over we'll see what we can do he's pretty sort of clever with those sorts of things and we tried a few things and nothing so the next sort of step is to send send your hard drives to what they call data recovery specialists and for those of you who've used data recovery specialists in the past they are pricey um and so that I took it to them they said they'd see what they could do I did get it back $1,100 later so (laughs) I guess this one particular job that I'd done sort of favorably um with clearly no profit in it whatsoever ended up costing me a small fortune (laughs) face palm um (laughs) but there is a silver lining um my dog was fine that that's a and b things all all sort of work out in the end um there were quite a lot of vested companies involved in this project and some did approach me weeks later to see if they could purchase photos um and after it was all said and done I did end up breaking even so uh thank goodness for that (laughs) lessons we are given hey so um yeah i guess what goes around comes around (laughs) so that's my two kelpie on the job stories for today i hope you enjoyed that and um i hope i gave you a laugh or maybe you were horrified i don't know (laughs) um but yeah i i just i feel that um You know, that's me. I I, I love my dogs and we do take them everywhere with us and they are a member of the family. Um, And could I take them on actually into projects with me? I wish I could, but um, I can't. Um, But, yeah, I always appreciate the fact that, that they're not far from where I am. makes me feel safe. (laughs) Next week, um, so last week I was still hoping to interview uh, a safety guru for you regarding safety on building sites. However, given the situation at the moment, um, that wasn't possible. So we'll see how we go with that this week. Um, But if not, I'll come up with something else, I'm sure. If you did like what you heard today, um, please jump onto Apple and leave a review. I'd greatly appreciate it. Or if you wanted to have a chat uh, one-on-one about an upcoming project that you think we may be a good fit for, I can be contacted via my website, which is saralouisphotography.com.au or email sarah at Louisephotography.com.au. In the meantime, thanks for listening today. Have a great week and stay safe and healthy. And I hope you'll all tune in next week for your weekly dose of Adventures of a Construction Photographer. See you later.